0: On this week's XJ Talk Show, FCA has appealed the $150 million settlement in the gas tank explosion lawsuit, and we'll find out how taking your new Cherokee off-road can lead to a recall.
1: There's an all-new batch of voicemails to share, and we can't forget about that YouTube love. Steve has a couple of Jeep tips you don't want to miss out on. Tony talks about how he's planning on adjusting the data coming from his coolant temp sending unit. I announce my ham radio call sign, finally. We also break down some of the off-road events coming up in your neck of the woods. All that and more on the next XJ Talk Show.
2: You're listening to a 4x4 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready?
0: It's the XJ Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back.
3: Strap in. And brace yourself,
1: First week in G. Well, we knew it was going to happen, and now it's official. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles has appealed, and it has asked for a new trial following one that ended early in April with a Georgia jury awarding $150 million to the family of a four-year-old boy killed in a fiery crash involving a 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee. The company's lawyers have announced that the evidence and the law did not support that verdict back in April when it was handed down. The filing with the Superior Court of Decatur County says the $120 million wrongful death award is more than 11 times the largest death award in Georgia history. The $30 million pain and suffering award is more than four times the largest award upheld in the state. The filing added, the jury's stunning and unprecedented damage awards are grossly excessive. The jury found Chrysler, now part of Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, was 99% at fault in the death of Remington Walden. The driver who slammed into the back of the Jeep Grand Cherokee was found to be 1% at fault. Attorneys for the Walden family argued that the placement of the Jeep's fuel tank behind the rear axle made it more likely to cause a fire in the event of a rear-end crash, such as the one that led to the child's death. U.S. regulators said that last week they were ready to take action soon to accelerate recalls, including the trailer hitch install repair to fix the one for the gas tank fires in the Jeep SUVs. The 1999 Grand Cherokee that was a part of the accident and at the center of this lawsuit was, oddly enough, not included in a June 2013 recall of 1.56 million Jeep SUVs as the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and FCA had agreed to limit the recalls. The safety regulator had earlier pushed for a wider recall of 2.7 million Jeeps. So, what does all this mean? More waiting, and more waiting, and more waiting until the new trial date is set, and then, uh, well, it's going to get real ugly, I'm sure. Hey, this is interesting this is actually breaking news right now thieves crash jeep into bloomingdale store a trio of bandits are actually on the run right now after breaking a jeep backing a jeep through a bloomingdale storefront during a smash and grab robbery security cameras recorded the smash and grab in california the thieves stuffed high-priced jewelry into their jeep and then drove right back through the shattered glass door police are currently searching for the thieves who are now long gone along with the loot you want to try and take your brand-new Cherokee off-road? Well, you might get hit in the face. Uh, not by me, even though I might wish to do so. No, FCA is expanding its airbag software update for the 2014 and 2015 Jeep Cherokee to cover 68,593 more of the vehicles worldwide. This brings the total to, well, 316,000-some-odd Cherokees. Of those, there are now 230 million or 230,000 in the U.S., 28,000 in Canada, and 6,000 in Mexico and 52,000 outside the North American Free Trade Agreement states. According to the automaker, after reviewing the potentially affected population, it discovered these additional Cherokees in need of the upgrade. The original campaign to repair these vehicles was announced in the early February release. Engineers found a small number of cases where dramatic changes to the angle of the vehicle that upset the Cherokee's delicate whittle balance caused the side curtain and seat-mounted side airbags to deploy. Because they are retarded and they anticipated a rollover. These especially occurred when driving off-road. Well, duh. According to FCA, there's no additional reports of this happening, and the company isn't aware of any injuries or accidents. I would have to say that this is because, well, those who have bought a new Cherokee are, A, not the type of people who would find uh, having the gumption and the drive to take their rig off-road, and B, because even if they did, they would be too scared to drive over anything but gravel. And last but not certainly, certainly not least, let's face it, the new Cherokee just isn't meant to go off-road. So, what's the fix for this premature ejaculation of airbags? It's simply a software upgrade that recalibrates the airbag's deployment sensors. Hey, big thanks to all of you out there who continue each and every week to help me out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you guys have something that you uh, think I should be reporting on, or you got a response to any one of our stories here on This Week in Jeep, well, make sure you let us know by sending us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com.
2: xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road and now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too using your smartphone install the TapaTalk talk app then search for xjtalk take xjtalk with you wherever you go jury duty dinner with your spouse's parents even well anywhere you need your xjtalk fix
3: We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24x7 voicemail.
2: You already know about XJ Talk on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. But did you know we're on YouTube as well? I we have know. off and on-road adventures. How-to's for fixing or augmenting your Jeep. Besides, man cannot live by sound alone, right? Come see what we got at youtube.com slash user slash xjtalk. Don't forget to subscribe and make comments on our videos. You
0: know, I don't know if that's proper English or not, but she was just reading what I wrote. And so there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we all know about proper English on this show, don't we? <laughs> just a couple of knuckleheads with some microphones, <laughs> headphones. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the grammar police are just uh, chomping at the bit right now if they can only get a hold of us. Well, um, we'd hear all sorts of stuff from them.
0: The Jeep guys are going, "What?" <laughs> I don't. I don't understand <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It <laughs> sounded fine to me. <laughs> I, I just got to. I just got to say this real quick. I was given yeah. uh, one of the new members of the Four uh, x Four Radio Network a hard time via email. I was listening to John on the uh, Center Steer p- uh, podcast episode 25, and they yeah. had, they had made some uh, derogatory comments about jeeps inside the episode 25. Nothing major, just just a little little something about you know friendly nobody, ribbing. Yeah, nobody nobody okay. uses nobody uses right. a jeep for overlanding, is, is, is how they put it. And <laughs> uh, they had never okay. never run across anybody that uh, used a jeep for overlanding. And uh, then uh, it was funny, but it's just a little, little something. And then, and and then towards the end, uh, John actually makes mention of the, uh, joining the four by four radio network. And he's explaining who, who's part of the four by four radio network, but he's describing it as in what the shows are about. And he got, he, he covered, uh, uh, the, the muddy microphone. He covered, uh, uh, Dan four by four podcast. And then, uh, he got to us and he says, uh, 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 a truck podcast <laughs> oh. he couldn't bring himself couldn't in front of his friends to say that. <laughs> it's the friends that he had on the show to, to say that he was
1: associating with a jeep podcast oh. yeah gonna gonna have to uh gonna have to call and leave a voicemail i think <laughs> no. a little friendly friendly trolling amongst uh fellow podcasters Yeah, you know? it's uh Nothing but love, guys. Nothing so, but love. And speaking of uh, love, and yeah, if you exactly. love the off-road world, guys, well, you need to get your off-road fix, and there's only one place to do that, and that is the 4x4 Radio Network. Now, what is the 4x4 Radio Network? Well, it is a network of 4x4 type of shows. The XJ Talk Show, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, and the Muddy Microphone Podcast have all joined forces, and, well, we've created a network. We'll be adding more shows to the lineup soon, and, well, we've obviously added a few more here just in the last couple months. You guys can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all the great podcasts simply by pressing the play button. No player to download, no special plugins required, anything like that. Guys, just head to 4x4radionetwork.com, find the show you want to listen to, and press play. There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information, and there's no easier way to get your 4x4 podcast fix it's 4x4 radio network www.4x4radionetwork.com
0: this thought I'd mention real quick uh John uh, does the Center steer uh podcast he and uh, a group of friends and some of them are over in england which you know very well should be for the uh, range oh i did it i get Ooh, i get john there. upset if i say range rover oh, the land rover crowd and it's quite an interesting podcast uh, i just uh I finished up uh, episode 25 and, uh, I'm learning about the, uh, la- the Land Rovers. I've already learned that I can upset John by saying, oh yeah, that Range Rover show. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to give John a hard time, do that. Cause it just sets him off anyway. <laughs> and, and then the muddy oh, that- the muddy microphone podcast uh, that Josh just mentioned, that's about mm-hmm. ATVs and UTVs and off-road motorcycling. They were actually talking about a, uh, a two wheel drive motorcycle, Josh. I had never heard yeah. of such a thing.
1: Yeah, they've uh, actually been out for, the technology has been out for for quite some time, in fact. uh, uh, But it never really made it to the mainstream marketplace as, you know, a um, sort of in every model type of of thing. Now they're starting to come back because there is a massive explosion right now going on uh, with the motocross world and off-road. Well, just off-road adventuring, period, whether that be by quad or or by bike. Um, heck, I've got probably no less than six guys in my immediate circle of friends that all ride. Uh, and so it's 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 definitely a craze that's taken the world. And if you guys are a motorcycle or a quad enthusiasts, something like that, ATV or XUVs, guys, get in on the Muddy Microphone podcast. Uh, you definitely want to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, that's Glenn over there. It's not really Glenn, it's Greg. But I called him Glenn in our first meeting, so that, oh, th- that's going to be a, a sore spot for a long time, and he laughed it off.
1: But anyway. I'll just call him G. <laughs> What's up, G? <laughs> What's up, G? G, <laughs> G- R G L. Uh, hey, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, hopefully uh, you guys will enjoy the uh, episode one of the 4x4 Radio uh, uh, Radio Network uh, Roundtable, that will be coming out, I think, tonight. I think I'll post it up uh, tonight, a uh, regular download uh, on
1: the uh, same place you get the uh, XG talk show from. And not having been a part of that and not having heard that, but only having a little bit of uh, inside info about what that was all about, let me just say this give it some time. I think those <laughs> will get better as they go on. It was okay. It was fun. It was just. Uh, Uh,
0: four guys uh, sitting there shooting the breeze, basically, and uh, about thirty minutes long. So you get a little Mm -hmm. bit better feel of uh, the uh, individual podcasts and uh, the the people that uh, participate in it, the the heads, if you will. So uh, anyway, uh, please join us and uh, please uh, download that episode. And for you, those for those of you that are subscribers, you have no choice. You will download it, and you will like it. Yes, you will like it. So anyway, well, uh, my name is Tony. <clears throat> uh, Tammy, introduce yourself. No, Tammy's not here tonight, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, she decided that she'd rather go to San Francisco and have a good time than be here and have a good time. So yeah, uh,
1: I don't remember authorizing access to my coastline, uh, dang it. So I don't know where she gets off just willy-nilly coming over here to the West Coast like that. I mean... Come on. What is this? A free country or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and say, it's is, not like it? she hasn't been to
0: San Francisco recently. She just went there with her husband. Now she's out there with uh, with uh, her sister and uh, her niece. So what the hell? I mean, you, you can't Probably help. up to no
1: good, I'm sure. I was sure. just
0: going to say, you can't help but know that there's going to be trouble involved. Uh, so uh, we make it a, a call uh, and a request for bail tonight on the show. You never yeah. know.
1: <laughs> Live on the show. Now that would be something else. <laughs> Oh, please. You're not please, putting this please, on the please. air, are you? <laughs> no. No. We wouldn't do anything like that. So anyway, oh, you, guys, and I, you guys know me as Josh. I go by NW99XJ on the interwebs and in pretty much every Jeep facet that is out there. Uh, and, well, guys, we are here to help support the off-road world, the world of Jeeps, and, of course, the XJTalk.com website. And it's where you guys want to go. To, well, pretty much uh, take care of all of your Jeep needs, whether it be uh, advanced modifications, fabrication, or first-time tips and tricks for the new Jeep owner. Uh, There's no flaming. There's no such thing as a stupid question over there. We highly encourage all Jeep owners to please check out xjtalk.com. Guarantee you're going to like it.
0: Yes, guaranteed, but not actual
1: guarantee Not by no any, warranty sort of no yeah, money back guarantee ironclad warrant no there's nothing there no this it really <laughs> doesn't mean a thing so anyway <laughs>
0: please uh please join us every week here on the xj talk show because at least one
1: of us will be here i promise yep yep hey speaking of joining us every week guys we are recording the show live every week and you can join in on this fun and it is a lot of fun and trust it me is. there's a lot of people that uh, like to join in and on our live chat, you guys can get in on that action at xjtalkshow.com. I just head over there. Thursdays, 10 p.m. Central, is when we, uh, well, when we kind of start things getting going. 10 A little ten-ish. bit before. It's Let's <laughs> just say 10-ish. Yeah. Yeah, we're usually a bit fashionably late. But there is a pre-show. There is also a post-show. And access to those is 100% free. There's no sign-up required. Just head over to the site and join in on the fun.
0: Yeah, I think I'll uh, do a quick shout out here. We've got the, uh, in our chat room tonight on uh, xjtalkshow.com where you can watch the video and chat live. We've got the uh, Paps Boys. We've got the Super Croc. Uh, Let's see, there's uh, somebody named Josh. I don't
1: know who the hell that is. I don't know who that guy is. Uh,
0: Who else do we have in there? Um, I see a lot of uh, going back and forth between uh, Paps Boys and Super Croc. Uh, Okay. Well I think that's about it, at least for the, the ones that are chatting it up. Get in there, get in the chat room and chat it up. If we uh have a moment, we'll uh do a a, a shout out to you and uh let you know. <laughs> well, it, uh the chat room just took a a turn for the worse. I see That F, happens every F now star and Star K I N G hippies. <laughs> well at least at least there's stars. Anyway, let's uh, let's get uh, these uh, voicemails in because we've got a few more people here that have uh, gone and filled that fourth seat uh, and helping out with the show by calling into the, the voicemail uh, that we have available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, oh, my goodness, look, there's the number. I actually found it, Josh. I didn't have to defer to you. You can call our voicemail line at 530 4102. In fact, you can call it now and have the XJ Talk Show playing in the background.
1: That's 530-675-4102. Another option you guys have is using our speak pipe feature, which can be found over at XJTalkShow.com. It's uh, basically just like an online voice recorder of sorts. Uh, mm-hmm. Just You need a smartphone or a tablet or a microphone hooked up to any PC, and you guys can leave us a voicemail, through the internet using our SpeakPipe feature at xjtalkshow.com. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do.
0: Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play
1: your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at The Beep.
2: Hey,
3: XJ Talk. Uh, this is uh, Nathan, uh, Nate Battle, calling from
1: Colorado, or California. <laughs> uh, you guys would have loved this. Um, saw a Prius. I wish I had Tony's uh, dash cam, but I saw a Prius
3: litter while driving on the off ramp. Uh, but at least the uh, litter com- being hurled into the air out of the uh, Prius uh,
1: was bi- biodegradable. It was an apple. But uh, I just thought, oh man, the guys that, uh, at XJ Talk would have loved us seeing that apple flying out of the, the Prius on the uh, off ramp. Uh, what an image! <laughs>
3: Litter coming from a Prius.
0: Yeah, that would have been pretty funny, uh, especially yeah, if you no, couldn't absolutely. tell it was an apple. We could say it was nuclear waste or
3: oh, oh, hey, oh batteries. Guys. They were chunking batteries. There you go. To,
0: Yeah, to <laughs> dead, dead <laughs> batteries biohazard. out of the yeah dead batteries out of the Prius. Uh, but just to lighten the weight, so they could make it just that
1: much further. Bag of used needles, that's, you know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. For battery acid, siphoning off battery acid from uh, unsuspecting vehicles. Uh, Okay, we got uh, another one from Joe. You all know Joe. I think everybody in the audience, uh, when when he says, this is Joe, we should all say, hi, Joe. So here we go.
3: Hey, guys, this is Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. uh, You know, my airbag light was on, and I've been looking up things, and they said it might be my clock spring, uh, (laughs) but I don't understand because uh, my clock is digital in my XJ, so um, I uh, just can't find a spring in my clock. So I'm not really sure, but I ordered one, and when it came in, it doesn't look like it fit in my clock anyway. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Bye.
0: So you know, uh, interesting tidbit, cock springs are illegal in Vegas. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, that that's cockfighting. Uh, well, that's why they're illegal, because it gives you a, too much of an advantage.
0: It no, springs uh, out. For
1: those, for those who don't know, re- really quickly, the clock spring is found underneath oh, your steering clock. wheel on top of the steering column. And this helps transmit the signals from, well, the wires and everything that are in the steering column up to the steering wheel itself. Things for, like, airbag deployment and horn and, you know, stuff like that. Little buttons for cruise control and, and that sort of thing. So... Uh, guys, yeah, if you're, if you're starting to get an airbag warning light and uh, everything else is checking out, all the fuses are good and everything else like that, chances are it's going to be your clock spring.
0: Did you have a hard time saying clock every time? Because I put that little seed in, well, I shouldn't say seed, <laughs> that, that image into your mind.
1: God, <laughs> this is taking a turn for the way. We're going downhill fast. <laughs> all right, we have one more
0: from, and uh, this one's from Gene. Hey, guys, this
3: is Gene from Southern California. Um, I just want to know, where's the old school love at? I've been listening to you all podcast show for about two weeks now. I've been powering my way through. And I know y'all don't have any uh, discussions on the old school Jeeps. I'm in the process of rebuilding a 1965 Jeep Gladiator. Um, I've got it up and running. I've taken a little bit of a uh, trail run. Um, I just want to know what y'all think about the older Jeeps. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. And uh that's about it. Uh, keep up the great work,
1: man! I love the uh, the full size Jeeps, FSJs, and the Gladiator is got to be one that's amongst the top of the list. There is really out of that era not a more rugged looking truck, and and that's what the Gladiator is. The Gladiator was a full size Jeep pickup, well Jeep more or less, uh, back in the day. I think that might have still been the Kaiser or AMC uh, back then. In any case. Uh, the Gladiator is a cool truck. I think that the Extreme Four x Four, back in its early early days, did a build up on one of these, and and they really did it some justice. But uh, but yeah, no, we can get into the uh, the full size Jeeps a little bit. There's there's a dying market, and I don't mean any disrespect here, just because it is harder and harder to find these things out there anymore. Uh, there, you know, a lot of them come from the salt belt and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Too much rust, not enough hard parts out there. And uh, and while well, the tech forum uh, is is well few and far between, so a lot of the troubleshooting stuff is going to come back down to just basic uh, mechanical aptitude.
0: So I'll I'll just mention that uh, uh, I don't talk anything about them because I don't know anything uh, about those. Um, my first Jeep was the Jeep that I own, which is a nineteen ninety eight uh, Jeep Cherokee, and uh, I have seen the those Jeeps around and before, but. Uh, I don't know anything about them. And, and to me, like most people, uh, when you think of Jeep, you think of a, a Wrangler. And uh, so uh, I, I've only learned about uh, Wranglers and uh, uh, the 84 on uh, Jeep Cherokees. And really, uh, truth be told, I don't know much about anything any of the Cherokees before 97 because I've got mm. a 98 and a 99. And I've learned a few things about the the pre-97s. But uh, not uh, enough detail where I'd feel comfortable of uh, trying to speak with it, uh, speak about it in any kind of uh, type of authority. But well, uh, since, you a... mentioned, since you mentioned about us uh, having more information about the old school Jeeps, we mm-hmm. certainly have room for you here on the show. We'd
1: love to hear about Ooh. it.
0: Maybe we, you, you could even do a segment for us uh, about that because I'd like to learn more about them.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea, and anybody out there who would consider themselves a CJ expert or a Bantam Jeep expert, you know, something like that. If you are a Willys guru, well, then we want to hear from you. You know, little tips and tricks that uh, unless you have owned and worked on one for years and years and years, there is no way that you're going to know about this one bolt and how to get to it. You know, something like that. Little tips and tricks of the obscure are always always little tech interests that we love and oh, we'd yes. love to share them and we need you guys to help us out with that because, well, frankly, we don't know everything out there. Look, I know a lot about a lot of Jeeps but I don't know everything about every single Jeep and there's somebody out there that knows something that we don't and we'd like to hear from you guys.
0: There's always some little something that is just uh, completely unknown and just weird and very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and you got you got that kind of information? Hell, if you worked on the line, we'd love to hear about those missing, oh, missing finger stories. That.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are always good.
0: Yep, yep. Well, let's uh, let's get over to our YouTube
1: love. <music> Oh, yeah. There's that beautiful YouTube (laughs) love music. (laughs) I love that. Guys, we pull a few names out of the hat, four to be exact, each and every week out of our massively growing list of ever-growing subscribers, and we are, of course, talking about our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash XJTalk. If you subscribe now, there's a chance you're going to get on the list, and a chance we'll go ahead and call your name out on the show. First on tonight's list is... Gary Peters. And we've got Victor Norris in here as well uh 85 country boy and cordero cooper is in our number four spot these are in no particular order and chances are these names have uh well they were subscribers from long ago we are going through this list as fast as we can without uh drawing it out too terribly much guys the numbers are always increasing but we need your help keep up the great work please subscribe now if you haven't already and tell a friend
0: Yeah, I was just jumping over to YouTube real quick. That's why I was a little off on my timing, but we have 863 subscribers now. I mean, we've seen... Not (laughs) enough. No, it's not. I'm surprised it hasn't gone up faster, uh, but uh, uh, it it has recently uh, been jumping quite a bit. So we really appreciate you guys uh, joining, uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel, and tell your friends. You'll also see some pretty neat dash cam videos of, uh, well, as I said in the uh, Fox 26 interview, uh, the idiots and how they drive. <laughs> it's okay. I'm an idiot too, so I can talk bad about
1: them. Hey, and speaking of idiots, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh! now
0: that's not nice. He's gonna no, stop it's... calling.
1: Yes. <laughs> Do <laughs> you really want that? I couldn't. I, the, <laughs> the segue was just lofted up there. It, it, I just, I had to take the opportunity to. Nothing but love, Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki. G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And so I congratulate Josh on uh, getting his ham license. Uh, I, I too am licensed in ham, both uh, smoked and honey glazed. And uh, when Tammy said she put peanut butter on her Jeep, right away I thought chunky or creamy. Then the very next (laughs) words out of Tony's mouth was, "Chunky or creamy." So I don't know if that scares me or makes me happy that we that we think alike. (laughs) That's scaring me. I don't know. All right, guys, I will uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. Have you guys been swapping tinfoil again? (laughs) Uh, uh, What
0: is it? Don't ask, don't tell. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shiny side down. Um, so, okay, now uh, we haven't done some uh, Jeep tips here for uh, a little bit, and uh, I, th- I think it's more than uh, been more than enough time. Uh, the lawsuits are, are no longer pending, so here we go.
3: This is Steve, 4.3 LXJ, with a quick Jeep tip. Always carry proper maps with you of your off-road area. And you might say, like, where do I get them? Well, you can get USGS topographical maps free. You can download them to your computer and print them off on any kind of media you want in just a few minutes. And that way, when you learn to read these things, you'll always know where you are and you won't be lost.
0: I just use my GPS. Damn it! <laughs> you know, if you uh, hey guys don't well, have I got some GPS sad unit. news this week. Tammy's not going to be with us because well, I think she just got tired of me and Josh. Yeah. I needed a
4: break from you guys. I had, <laughs> just have to get away for a short little weekend, and then I'll come back fresh and ready to go next week.
0: Well, good. I think everybody needs a vacation every, every now and then. So uh, tell the folks what, what you were planning on having for us. I guess it will be episode 179 when you're back.
4: Yep. I'm going to Wrangler Talk. I will be preparing for an uh, off-road trip. I'm going to be doing uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I'm going to do Wrangler Talk on preparing my recovery kit making sure everything is in there that I need and maybe asking you guys what am I missing Um, since this is all still kind of fresh and new to me and in episode 180 the following week I'm going to test out some quick disconnect mud flaps that GRD products sent to me um, and I will let you know how I feel about the mud flaps.
0: Now, on that recovery kit, what are, what is the the? Yeah, I'm sure you have some items already. What's the thing you're really looking forward to getting?
4: Uh, you know, I'd like to get a winch someday, um, but I know that's you know costs a lot of money and uh, it's going to be a while to save for that. But um, I'd also think I I don't know what else I need. Um, I think I have everything, but I might be missing something. I'm just not sure yet. So I'm going to break it out, do some research online and maybe see what you guys have to say. The folks in the chat room give me some suggestions. So Wrangler Talk next week on Recovery Kits.
0: Well, I know everybody's going to miss you on the show this uh, this coming week, but uh, people could always find you online, right?
4: Yep. I will be tweeting and Instagramming during my whole trip. I'll still be preparing some blogs this week that I'll have. You can check me out at com. I'm on Instagram, um, Jeep underscore Mama. I'm on Twitter at Mama Jeep and on Facebook, Jeep Mama. And of course, Google Plus, I'm Jeep Mama there as well.
0: Excellent. Well, look, whenever you're off on vacation, having a great time, I hope uh, you'll look around for some Jeeps and maybe take some pictures and we can show them on the show next week.
4: Of course. And I'm going to try my hardest to get in the chat room if I can, if we're not driving on the road or anything.
0: Well, I mean, unless you're driving, you should be able to get on
4: yeah
0: <laughs> all right thanks guys and uh, we'll see jeep mama see on, ya good night on episode 179 yeah sad but you know everybody has to uh, go off and uh, do some have some fun every so often not this not to say that this show isn't fun just a different kind of fun
1: yep i'll be having a different kind of fun myself next week guys so uh yeah episode 179 of the xj talk show is going to be sans josh Uh, But I'll go ahead and have a presence here in the show, and somewhere or another, I will be here in spirit, if nothing else.
0: You know, that must be a West Coast thing, because I had never heard the SANS thing or remembered hearing it until you you used it on the show a a Mm. number of times. And uh, every time you said SANS, I was thinking about the the memory manufacturer.
1: Ah, yes.
0: (laughs) Not the same. (laughs) No, not the same. (laughs) But anyway... So uh, oh my god well, this is horrible news.
1: Yeah, this is more sad news and uh, and this is never a good thing to hear about. This is uh, it's, and this is this is a, a long time fan of the show, supporter of the site. Um, and of course a, a, a Jeep got into himself. The guy probably owns 23 <laughs> it's Jeeps. It's like, cats. and is collecting more every time. Yeah. All <laughs> the time. An old woman. Uh, cats. but one of them in particular that he was rather fond of has gone missing. What has happened with one of Jensen's Jeeps? Well, it was stolen. Unfortunately. <laughs> And then it was recovered, and it was found to be beyond repair. Not only did those bastards take it away from him without asking, but they did a substantial amount of damage to it uh, that was, well, well exceeded its value. And, uh, well, it's it's a damn shame. At least he got it back, but, uh, you know, that's that's not a lot of uh, of condolences there, especially considering the condition that he got it back in. So because of this, I figured it might be a good idea uh, to just sit here for a second and, and give you guys a couple few ideas of uh, some things to do as we're you know rolling into, uh, into a new week of things to do to, well, protect your Jeep and to keep it where you parked it. And uh, one of the things that I've always recommended is an alarm. The, uh, any, any alarm, any aftermarket security system out there is going to come with a little red flashing LED, and I guarantee you whether it's red or blue or whatever um, that they're putting in the boxes nowadays, that flashing LED light is going to be the number one deterrent for keeping a thief away. Can I? And, can I back yeah, you up but, a second? Let me, just,
0: sure. let me make the number one, uh, uh, the number one anti-theft thing. Whenever you get out of your Jeep, take your keys with you. No, oh, well, I don't. I don't care <laughs> if you're just going to zip in and zip right back out. Especially if there's a child in the vehicle. <laughs>
1: oh, geez, yes. Take,
0: I mean, I know you have to pick up the child or children and, and shuffle them in and shuffle them back out like a herd of geese,
1: but take your keys with you.
2: People yeah, do this. That
1: would be, you know, the other thing you could do would be to lock the door. Uh, but you know, that's, well, that's probably you can't just if the keys are in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, well, you can because you, then you, you have to call AAA. I hear a lot of people about <laughs> you know locking themselves or locking themselves out of their vehicle. Yeah, not something that you want to do, but at least uh, you know, people are locked out and you'll be able to get in eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, uh, we've talked about kill switches before, and that is a a great thing to do. Um, and you know, it, even though it'd be ugly and it'd be cumbersome, the club be a good way yeah, to keep true. your Jeep where it's supposed to be. It's like that and red LED, except uh, not yep. flashy. I guess you can yeah, put red it, it, LED flashes on on there, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but seeing a big ugly club in the window, uh, well, just that, keep, that thief is just going to keep on moving. And it's actually uh, and pretty simple. I
0: used one for a long time, and it's actually pretty simple to put on, put in place, and and lock it real quick. You got the keys right yeah. there if you're taking them
1: with you. Yeah, they 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 are a little cumbersome and, and you don't like them, you know, floating around underneath the seats, but you know, really dealing with that's a lot easier than dealing with a stolen car. Trust me, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, you do. I know. Yeah, you do. No, but uh, really one of the things that will definitely help is to, you know, if you got a detachable face stereo, by all means pull that face off each and every time mm-hmm. you get out of the vehicle and by all means keep valuables and electronics out of sight. Uh, so don't leave, you know, a couple bills sitting in the in the center console, uh, you know, sticking out in in plain sight in the tray or something like that. Even even, ones. Yeah, even if they're ones, yeah, it's cash, yeah, and cash. Even if they can't see the 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 nomination, the nomination of it, um, well, they're going to go right. after. it's going to it's going to catch the eye, yeah, excuse. yeah. Don't give them excuse is what we're saying here.
0: So there's a couple other things you can do. You can uh, you can actually attach a, a switch or even a relay if you have an alarm system to the uh, the switch that uh, goes up to your brake pedal. And mm, if you if yep. you break that circuit and you have an automatic transmission, they're not getting that transmission into drive even if they start it. You can do the same thing by putting a relay on the 12 volt source going to the coil or coils. In my case, it would be coils, so it'd be a lot simpler. Uh, although mm-hmm. there may be a single wire uh, voltage wire feeding all the coils on the two thousands two thousand ones, I don't know. Uh, what else, Josh? Oh, there's uh, uh, the fuel uh, pump power. Uh, I believe uh, runs right there through the uh, what do you call it? The entryway uh, of the Jeep, uh, all the way back. You could uh, you could actually put a, a kill switch there, probably very close to the. Uh, the driver's seat just kind of down and low where uh, where people could yep, see that it.
1: and that switch hooked up through a relay or or even just breaking the circuit, mm-hmm. guys. You can hook that up to any number of different things, whether it be one of the ignition circuits, uh, whether it be the starter, whether it be the fuel pump or a coil. Hey, there's an idea. Take the coil wire, the wire that comes from the coil to the cap. Just take that with you. Sure, pops the mm-hmm, you gotta that's pop true. the hood, spend 15 seconds to, you know, wiggle that thing loose and get your hands a little dirty, but hey. It's a lot easier than dealing with a stolen car. Be interesting <laughs> so. though. It'd be
0: interesting after you get over there, uh, back out there after a movie. You hop in. You've been thinking about the movie. Thinking about your girl, whatever it is. And you go to start it. You go, damn thing, rah, 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 and then you remember that little bump that you got in your pocket.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <There> <laughs> oh, I'll be right that. back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's many different ways that you can uh, help keep your your jeep there. Now, of course, it's not going to keep them from taking the wheels and tires, uh, or uh, you know, coming in and towing it off. Uh, but mm-hmm. but they ain't going to drive it away and uh, if they have any trouble with a vehicle it's like why why bother with it i'm just going to move on to the next uh, uh easier target so and the neat thing about the fuel pump I, and i don't know this for sure but i suspect that it might actually start and then die as the fuel runs out so it will not be readily apparent to the thief the would be thief that the car has been disabled it might be oh i just called it at a bad time, damn this this these damn jeeps. They never run that type thing, and yeah. they didn't <laughs> and move you'll on.
1: You'll find it the next morning, uh, sitting a couple blocks away. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but you'll find it. So yeah, that's exactly. the that's the point. Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, we we want all of you guys to keep your keep your jeeps and uh, continuing listening to the show. That gives you reason to listen to the show. But you yeah, don't. You but go. of course, you don't have to be a jeep owner uh, or a real jeep owner to listen to the show. Uh, so let's get to our reviews, Josh, because, yeah. gosh,
1: dang it, we got one. <laughs> yep, and this person has been listening to the show for a little while now and uh, left a, a review, a five-star review nonetheless, and so thank you for that. This is a Sean R. Caldwell uh, that uh, left us a, a review on May 10th, and he says, love the show. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work, and that's like six exclamation points right there. So he means it, damn it. Uh, And, guys, you can mean your advice and criticism and well wishes and everything else for us by heading over to iTunes, leaving us a five-star review or whatever you think is fair. And by all means, leave us a comment as well, Uh, whether it's to say hi or say, uh, hey, guys, why don't you think about doing this? Constructive criticism is always welcomed, and we encourage you guys to do so.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Turning to the uh, chat room, Paps Boy says, is that a coil wire in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) well i I don't know about you but i'd be be buying an oversized coil for my jeep (laughs) i always keep
1: a pocket full of spark plugs huh who are you talking to josh there's nobody here with you (laughs) i'm just you know poking the fire talking to sticks it's what i do it's just how i roll (laughs) well good that's great i think i've been i think i've been eating too much moss so,
0: if you guys can't tell, this is our camp fireside chat, uh, a very popular segment uh, on the show, surprisingly, because <laughs> it's me and Josh, and usually Tammy, just uh, you know, chatting it up about things, things that are going on. And uh, well, Josh, uh, I, actually, uh, I, well, I'll go ahead and do mine. I want to, I want to talk yeah. about yours, but I'll, I'll do mine well, first.
1: Well, l- let's let's talk about yours, and you can segue into mine. I think you can uh, you can do that pretty easily. So
0: yeah, so uh, now. You guys know that for many, many years I've been having a heat creep problem on the highway. Well, thanks to Carves, that's a gentleman's name on xjtalk.com, he pointed me towards a device, uh, engine watchdog, uh, the TM1 model, and it's a, a mechanical uh, temperature sensor. So you actually use this temperature sensor and you, you put it under a bolt and then you're measuring the heat uh, from that, uh, that piece of metal. So it's not something that's dipped into the coolant, but it, the, the nice thing is is that you can measure anything. You, if you want to measure your differential case, if you want to measure the temperature on uh, your uh, uh, transfer case, you, you just move the sensor wherever you want, and then it has this nice mm-hmm. little LED readout and tells you what the, the temperature is. Just, just make sure you tell them Fahrenheit because they are in Australia, and they will damn sure send you a Celsius unit. And,
1: and I don't know nothing about no Celsius.
0: To- <laughs> yeah, that would
1: mean you'd have to do a conversion, and if you're like me, well, dang it, you don't want to have no, no, any no anything to do with any of that mass.
0: So, um, now now Matt told me, uh, MS, uh, or M. Smornberg uh, told me that uh, I need to check my grounding, but thinking back, I've had an issue with uh, this heat creep for many, many years, and actually, when the Jeep first overheated when I had it uh, brand new, uh, only two years old, it uh, I, I'm I'm not this is say I'm not very confident that the grounding is going to fix this issue so uh, I went ahead and made a purchase let's see if I can get this close enough to the camera so you can see them because they're not very All big right. yeah they they generally aren't showing up but anyway these are little those little things that look like glowworms they are uh potentiometers uh, variable resistors um, I feel like I'm doing a Beverly hillbillies uh, episode here but uh, <laughs> Volume controls, if you will, and uh, basically what they are are resistors that you can change the values on. So my plan is to get a uh, one of those sensors, one of those uh, temperature sensors that goes into your thermostat housing, stick it in a pot of boiling water, and get a volt ohm meter and read the value of the of what the temperature sensor sends at 212 degrees,
3: mm.
0: and then I'll take that. Uh, That sensor, plug it into the, uh, you know, screw it into the thermostat housing, put this one of these little variable resistors in line going to the the loom that goes back to the, the PCM, the ECU, the computer, and then I will monitor the temperature on the OBD2 straight from the computer, not the gauge, but straight from the computer, to see what the computer thinks the temperature is. So once it gets up to around 212 degrees... I'll know that, uh, you know, with the mechanical thing, I'll know that I need to adjust the variable resistor to match what the uh, mechanical temperature sensor is reading. Basically, I'm going to adjust the the signal going to the PCM to get the proper temperature reading uh, to the computer and to my uh, uh, dash gauge. So hopefully uh, this uh, 1k resistor uh based on what I've read uh, uh, the the resistance isn't very high from those temperature sensors uh hopefully based on what I read this 1k resistor will give me enough tunability where I can adjust that properly and if not I'll spend another 2 bucks and uh, get a handful of these things from uh from uh, amazon.com and uh, try it again but uh
1: uh, well, uh, to be a good good experiment, a nice little project, and hey, if everything works out just right, you're going to be dialed in finally. Yes, exactly. And uh, uh, I'm a uh, I'm a little
0: concerned um, about the the temperature that I'm reading uh, because, like I uh, I may have shared in uh, previous shows, uh, I'm seeing OBD OBD two sensor readings of five uh, five hundred of two hundred and fifty five degrees, two hundred and fifty six degrees. And it's 217 on the mechanical uh, engine watchdog thing. So it's, it's a wide range. And I don't know if I'll be able to adjust it uh, properly because it doesn't seem to be linear. It doesn't seem to be that you know it's always 10, 10 degrees out or always 20 degrees out. It, it, it has a tendency, the, the gap gets wider and wider as it gets hotter. So it's just an experiment. We'll see how it goes. All right, so now I want to jump over and send out a hearty congratulations. Uh, I think we mentioned that Josh had passed his amateur radio uh, uh, license uh, testing and, and getting his license. Yep. And here for the – unfortunately, he did pass it. Unfortunately, for the fine folks at XJ Talk Show uh, or the XJTalk.com <laughs> forum in the chat room – because we couldn't say anything except congratulations, and uh, you know maybe some maybe make some odd comments about did you cheat or you know oh, any any little any little so thing. to... Many,
1: <laughs> so many of you were hoping that I was going to fail so that you could give me so much only, crap about it. Only
0: <laughs> because we wanted to give you
1: crap,
2: not
0: because we yeah, didn't want you no. to, to succeed, but. But more of this No, fun. I,
1: I yeah. gave a I gave a very uh, <laughs> a heartfelt shout out in the uh, in the chat room this afternoon uh, to all of you guys who have uh, helped me. You know, kind of egg me on and uh, give me well wishes, little votes of confidence, and uh, and little tips and tricks uh, in in studying and, and things like that. Of course, uh, helping me out with uh, different sources for study material, all that, guys. I couldn't have done this without you guys, and and I really really appreciate that because this really is to me a massive massive personal accomplishment i know to a lot of you guys out there you could probably do this in your sleep and it's not that big of a deal yeah. to me it is kind of a big deal um and so and it, it's taken forever to get my call sign uh i swear <laughs> that's another, and another see that's company. where i was going
0: that's where the fun's been we didn't get to give him a hard time <laughs> we didn't get to give him a hard time about not passing the test but it's like no no call Josh? No call? It's it's been what? 3 weeks. Josh is,
1: goes 3 days. <laughs> Damn it. 3 days. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, I'm I'm out here on the West Coast and so everybody else pretty much wakes up before I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it, I get in in the morning and one of the first things I do is I, you know, I say hi to the uh, to the people over at xjtalk.com. In the, in the chat room and uh, as i do that i'm seeing that uh, hours before i get there um <laughs> still no call sign for josh like, oh well there's no point in searching now i guess so. there's no sense of <laughs> getting out of bed damn it <laughs> yeah but here here i hold um for the time being my reference copy of my fcc license uh so it is official guys kg7 tpy is my call sign and i hope to uh, hear from you guys on the air at some point in the future,
0: so close. If it had been TPB, it'd be toilet paper for your bun hole. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So no, uh, did you there was did be you a see a joke in
1: there somewhere? Yeah. There's, did, there's no well, way. Well, you're, you're gonna have to think of You're
0: gonna have to think of something clever to say because you need to have something catchy whenever you're telling people your call. And uh, like, uh, uh, no, it's what,
1: toilet paper yucky.
0: Oh, there, there you go. Well, that's that's <laughs> not that's not too bad. It, yuppie would be funnier. Um, oh, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I only go with the triple thick, and it's got to be exactly. quilted. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Did you catch the uh, the the image that I uh, shared in the chat room uh, today before you left?
1: I think so. I don't know if it was before. If it was right before I left, I might not have gotten it. It, it was uh, a screenshot. Logging, logging
0: out. It was a screenshot okay. from the FCC uh, yeah. Universal License Database. And I, I had, was I was telling John, it's a shame that your uh, effective license date wasn't till 531. It was issued on 514, but you couldn't actually use it till 513. You, did you see that image?
1: I did not. I, I oh, guess I did you're going to have to go back and that, look. Yeah.
0: Basically, I, uh, I I, took the screenshot and then I changed the effective date of 514 oh, to 531. You son of a. <laughs> 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 I wanted just a, a brief second of you going, no. no. Son of wait, a Wait, what's
1: this? I got to wait until the <laughs>
0: end of the month. So, and then Josh, uh, not Josh. John says, "Oh, they must have changed it because I just looked and it says 514." <laughs>
1: And I'm like, Oh, John, big thanks out there to John Printer, 1982. He got my back. Is, Good job, I was buddy. like, oh, he doesn't have your back. You know he doesn't have your back. <laughs>
0: he just didn't realize what I was doing. So yeah, I sent him a private no. message. I said, geez, what are you doing? Work with me here. Come on now. <laughs> That's a photo chop. So then I deleted his comment in case so you wouldn't be, be, be any, any the wiser. <laughs>
1: A little moderator power there, yeah, yeah, yeah. nicely done, nicely <laughs> so, done. So,
0: but you missed it. I, now you did comment after the uh, after putting the image, me putting the image up there. So I didn't know if you had seen it or not. But oh it was, no, it I was must beautifully have, like, done, glazed
1: over it or, or something like that. So yeah, I'll have to I'll have to go back into the archives, check that out. Yeah, uh, you need to save tomorrow. that. You need to save yeah. that. And
0: put a little, put a little uh, blood, sweat, and tears on that uh, mm-hmm. where you cried about reading that. So uh, another uh, amateur radio story here. I don't know if you're aware of it. Uh, Dan uh, Cole over the 4x4 radio podcast, uh, part of uh, a member of the 4x4 radio network, plug, plug, plug. Uh, He uh, recently got his ham license and I've been uh, chatting with Dan uh, on and off uh, during the day. Uh, He has a handy talkie similar to the one that you have and uh, he has just been going nuts trying to figure out Really, what it amounts to is the ham lingo about Mm -hmm. how to get the radio set up because, you know, Dan's in the military. He does a lot of work with military radios. uh, And as he he puts it, they're a lot more complex than this because he was feeling bad, I think, all the questions he was asking me about the ham radio. Uh So, So I'm not quite sure if they really are more complex. But anyway, that's what he said. And anyway, so there's things like uh, now he's got a, a, a dual band uh, handy talkie. Uh, we call them walkie talkies when we were kids, but hams call them handy talkies. And uh, uh, the uh, it's VHF, UHF, and he was trying to get set up so he could communicate on a repeater on VHF, two meters. So uh, a repeater basically is a base station style transceiver that you transmit to with your radio on one frequency. And, on, and the repeater takes that, that incoming signal and simultaneously broadcasts it out over a much higher, much more powerful uh, antenna. So your effective range is, is increased from maybe uh, 5 miles to 30, 40 miles. And uh, you can talk uh, very clearly, just like Josh and I are talking here, over yeah. over really very long distances. And it's FM, so it sounds good. Uh, it's not an AM stuff, nothing that you would hear on CB where you hear all the noise and stuff. So obviously Josh is reading some stuff there in uh, the chat room.
1: So, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, uh, getting, getting some, uh, some TPY acronyms, uh, <laughs> oh, good. here. So there's, there's a couple of good ones. <laughs> so, uh,
0: basically you, you have to set up the radio, uh, with the proper transmit and receive frequencies. And, and a lot of the repeaters require a sub audible tone. And they do that so that uh, the uh, other uh, transmitting, other people transmitting, because there is such a thing as skip on two meters, it usually happens with te- temperature inversions, like a cold front, something comes through. So on occasion, it's rare, but on occasions it, that does happen. And then you can wind up with a mobile uh, hundreds of miles away uh, coming through your repeater and, and not really even hearing the repeater and causing interference. So they put these subaudible tones on there. So if they don't hear that tone, they don't repeat that transmission. So it's just kind of a filter. So those were the three things that Dan had to set up. He had to set up the the transmit frequency, the receive frequency and the subaudible tone uh, for the repeater. Now I think he got some bad information. He was using an app on his phone to, to determine what the closest repeaters are. Cause you know, what do you know if you, you've never done this before, you don't know where the repeaters are located. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't think the location information was, was correct. On the app, and he thought he was a lot closer to a repeater than, than what he was. So he was getting all set up to talk to a repeater, but the repeater was some uh, thirty miles away. And with a handy talkie and that little antenna that's on the handy talkie, you're probably not going to hit a repeater that far away unless they're up on a, uh, a fifteen hundred to two thousand foot uh, tower. And there's not a lot of those in, across the across the country. So uh, right at showtime, uh, Dan sent me a message and uh, told me that he made his first QSO. And that's one of the cue codes for a conversation so he had his first conversation on a local repeater there in uh, Kansas and uh, Kansas Missouri I can't remember I think it's Kansas and uh I said, uh, that's great did your voice uh, crack while you were making that conversation?" <laughs> <laughs> and he says, no, it didn't last long because the battery died <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> So all this time that he's been monkeying with the radio and you know and trying to get you know putting his call sign out on, on the uh, on the repeater and, and not having it work, he ran the battery down. So now he's got no, to charge it. Funny. but he's he's made a contact. He's made it through the repeater. And uh, congratulations! That's a, a lot of fun when you make your first
3: contact.
1: Absolutely. Which yeah, you haven't I'm made yours yet, right? It. Not yet. Not. Why? Well, just got mine. Just got my call sign the uh, this afternoon. So uh, between work and then driving home and everything, I. And I know what I need to do to program. Uh, I didn't. I haven't. I have not yet programmed in any repeaters. Um, I've pro, repro, uh, programmed in a couple of, st- of uh, 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 frequencies, um, but I have to go through and, and set in the tones and uh, and a couple of the other frequencies and stuff like that. So, uh, but I've got all the information, and I'll be playing around with that this weekend. So most likely, I'll be making my first contact this weekend.
0: So uh, since you, I actually work down in the basement, so uh, two-meter contacts, 440 contacts, or 70-centimeter contacts is really not something that I'm going to be doing. But uh, you're actually uh, up above ground where you work, so uh, depending mm-hmm. on what your uh, employer allows, you'll actually be able to sit there and monitor the, uh, the repeater during the day,
1: if you yeah. so wish. Well, I, I I would I would wish I do wish, um, but the other people in the office that I work with probably would not. So. Oh, you just <laughs> put a,
0: a little ear earplug
1: in your ear and you yeah, sit there and no, listen. I've to got it. earphones, so yeah, I'll be I'll be doing all sorts of stuff with it. I'm sure. And
0: the cool thing about uh, doing that is you kind of get a, uh, used to the lingo. And uh, one of the things that Dan took issue with <laughs> is he asked he wanted to know what do you say? How do you make? How do you initiate a conversation on a uh, two, two meter seventy centimeter repeater? And I said, you just say your call. So in my case, it would be uh, uh, WB5 ZDD uh, uh, portable, handy talkie, whatever you want to say. Uh, and then that's all you say. This WB5 ZDD or WB5 ZDD uh, handy talkie listening.
1: Yeah, then, I was going to say, you want to throw in the, the listening there or um, yeah, something like that. Well, they know you're listening. Or, you know, if just, you, Or even CQ or something like that. Yeah. Well,
0: that's just it. You never say CQ on the repeater.
1: Ah, uh, yes. That's uh yeah that's uh, that simplex or proper, HF.
0: No, that's improper. No? That's improper etiquette. So ah. if you're on VHF, UHF, FM, there is no CQ unless you want to be made fun of. Gotcha. <laughs> and as Dan put it, says, "Gee, even the nerds make fun of you." <laughs> <laughs>
1: you sure are a nerd.
0: <laughs> so if you're on uh, VHF, UHF, uh, FM, uh, no CQ. If you're on HF, then you do say CQ, and HF is the higher frequencies, and, and you know the uh, HF frequencies is being the ones that you could talk around the world on. The VHF, UHF is pretty much line of sight, and it's FM and not AM. So the uh, as I was uh, uh, excuse me, as I was chastising John today, he said uh, once he saw your call come across the FCC database, uh, mm-hmm. he he did a he put his call. Uh, and then said, this is, I'm sorry, he did yeah. your call and said, this is, and then said his call. And I said, uh, oh, gee, here we go. It's not this is, it's D-E. And you don't know what the D-E is, do you? I don't. I that don't. means from. That is uh, Morse code, the the two-letter Morse code for uh, from. So in, in CW, you would say the call sign D-E, uh, their call sign D-E, your call sign. And then John, I think he went and looked it up, honestly. He says, well, I, I don't do CW. <laughs> this isn't CW. But I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you, that's the way people do it, even. Whenever they are doing, uh, when they're writing it out, like in text uh, or chat, you would put the DE in there because that's the way hams do it. I'll be darned. Yeah, anyway. Congratulations well, you, to... Uh, you guys uh, didn't think you are going to learn anything today, did you? <laughs> post-congratulations to Dan and uh, current congratulations to Josh for... Uh, uh, really, just receiving his uh, his license. So now let's see how long it takes him to have a conversation or a QSO live
1: and on the air. Oh, yeah, that'll.
0: Be oh, and I better warn you: uh, repeaters have a timeout. So if you talk longer than three minutes, and it's variable, but you talk longer than three minutes, the the repeater turns off.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Why are you telling sure me? <laughs>
1: Yeah, John. yeah, like, like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, because Tony knows I can just talk endlessly <laughs> without stopping. You
0: can see it. You can see it wash over his face as he was getting
1: the joke. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, somebody thinks
2: he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast.
3: This is Steve, 4.3LXJ, with a quick cheap tip. Always carry tools with you out on the trail. Personally, I carry enough tools that I could do just about anything. I bet. But uh, some may have less tools. But you want to be able to make trail repairs if you can, because uh, that loose tie rod nut is (laughs) going to ruin your day if you can't grab a wrench or a socket and a ratchet and tighten that back down.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good advice right there. I, you know, I'm a former Boy Scout. I always overpack because I believe in in going prepared and uh, and being prepared while out on the trail. Uh, and so I always bring way more tools than I will ever need. But you know what? It's come in handy because oftentimes it's not you who needs a tool on a trail; yeah. it's somebody else. Uh, and sometimes that person is in front of you, and uh, it's in your <laughs> best interests to help them get on their way so you can continue your afternoon of wheeling.
0: Yeah, because ramming
1: speed doesn't always fix everything. Full <laughs> <We'll> speed ahead! <laughs>
0: I I guess that's only for uh, the hammers when ramming speed is no, uh, is effective.
1: <laughs> that's what stingers are for. Just put it right through the back window and push them right out of the way. No, no, don't ever do that.
0: Hey, this is oh, Tony yeah, just, from the XG Talk Show. We've got John PreRunner 1982 here today. He's going to talk to us about. Uh, the Day of the Dirt Adventure. This is a little trek across Oklahoma. And, uh, well, John, what kind of things are people going to hear on the interview?
3: A lot of jeeps, a lot of dirt roads, and some of Oklahoma's forgotten histories, pre statehood schools, old townships, cemeteries buried in high grass, train trestles, old bridges, a lot of good times, family events, and uh, good picture opportunities. So, watch for
0: the bonus episode, Day of the Dirt, from the xjtalkshow.com. All right, now here's a popular segment that uh, we uh, just started doing a few shows back, uh, Wheeling Ware. Josh, uh, give us the great news about where we can go to go off-road or or see some some cool Jeeps or other off-road
1: vehicles. Yeah, we've actually got a spectator event that's coming up here real soon. This is the We Rock Dirt Riot Central happening May 30th at the Hidden Falls Adventure Park, and that's in Marble Falls, Texas. For more information, just head to WeRockLive.com. And coming up June 5th through the 7th is the Jeep Jamboree 5th Annual Badlands Jeep Jamboree. This is a Jeep Jamboree USA event, so you know it's going to be real awesome. This is happening in Attica, Indiana. For more information, you can call 530-333-4777 or head to jeepjamboreeusa.com. And finally, Score International Off-Road Racing brings to you the 46th Annual Tecate Score Baja 500. That's right, the Baja 500, June 5th through the 8th, Ensenada, Baja, Mexico. For more information, scoreinternational.com. That would be a cool event to go check out. Well, that's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, well, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, well, let us know about it by giving us a call or sending us an email to news tips at xjtalkshow.com, and we're going to get your event out on the air.
0: Excellent. So uh, the uh, you know every week or every other week we have the Jeep Mama review and uh, we're not having it this week obviously because Tammy isn't here but uh, the Tammy reviews have uh, Jeep product uh, reviews then shares her insights and uh, its relevance to you as a Jeep owner and off road enthusiast its use and performance make sure you tune in to episode 180 for our next Jeep Mama product review.
1: Yeah, those are always a good thing, guys. And we want to make sure you guys are joining us each and every week for the XJ Talk Show. So make sure you set a date, program an alarm on your phone, or heck, just might as well subscribe. Head over to xjtalk.com and uh, sign up for the feed there as well. Uh, You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash xjtalk. Make sure you subscribe there as well. Uh, Facebook.com slash xjtalk.page. And we, of course, on the Twitter, as Tony would like to say, at xjtalk. Make sure you guys include us in your other tweets as well. And make sure you visit and like our Facebook page and make sure you guys know about iTunes. It's where you go to find the show as well as all the other sources. But if you are listening on iTunes and you haven't left a review yet, it's time to click on that five-star button and leave us a comment while you're at it.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you know what? Uh, You can can be aware of every time we post a show – every time there's a live show going to be coming out uh bonus segments the whole nine yards if you go over to xjtalkshow.com and at the bottom of every post there's a section where you can email subscribe to the podcast so anytime a post goes up on xjtalkshow.com you'll be notified via email that's a great way to know anytime anything's happening on xjtalkshow.com. And I really encourage you to do that. And even if you don't go over to the uh, the website, you'll still get that email notification and you'll know to download, uh, which of course you can just subscribe on iTunes. But if you want to do it another way, this is certainly a way you can uh, be aware of every little fart that we ever make on that webpage.
1: Yep, and uh, guys, we have gotten it under control now. Tony no longer tweets about his solid bowel movements. So, um, well, that that, that that's actually down. That
0: that's actually actually an app uh, idea I'm working on. Uh, no. Instead of instead of a blog, this would be a BM log. But I was oh, concerned that go. BM log might be too redundant. What do you think?
1: Well, this yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much self-explanatory right there. But you'll oh.
0: be able to, you'll be able to take uh, pictures and and make comments like I don't remember eating corn. So, uh, oh, Oreo day. You know, a whole number of things that you can do there.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother podcast. Speaking of other podcasts, make sure you guys check out our other podcast, Tony and Josh yes. Show. You guys can find that over at TonyandJosh.com. And on this podcast, there's always a fourth seat open for you guys. Let's get you on the show. <laughs> you had no idea what you were walking into <laughs> with that, did you?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, we forgot to mention it, but I want to. Uh, I want to get this in please go over to your favorite Jeep forum and post about the XJ talk show. And if they give you any grief about it, which actually I'm hoping they do, because I think it'd be kind of funny to call them out here on the show. Let us know what happened. Take a screenshot, uh, copy the uh, the the information that you get back from them. Um, I mean, there's absolutely no reason why they wouldn't uh, allow. To me, there's absolutely no reason why they wouldn't allow you to inform other Jeep owners about the uh, podcast that you enjoy. But as we found out, and one of the reasons why XJTalk.com was started, they don't always seem to play well with others at other forums. So uh, do us a favor. Tell people about the show on your favorite forum. And even if it's XJTalk.com, tell them anyway. And uh, let us know if there's any any feedback, positive or negative, uh, for the show. (laughs) Good night. Come on, Josh.
1: All right. All right. I'll (laughs) go ahead and open my mouth and say good night. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.